This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Jacob Shamansky, here to carry on AMI Audio's coverage of the 2023 International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Over the past month, we've gathered many of AMI Audio's familiar voices and collected their unfiltered thoughts on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. More specifically, we asked them, firstly, what the IDPD meant to them, and secondly, what are the steps society can take to tangibly improve the lives of persons with disabilities? The following is a collage of sorts, compiling the ideas, stories, and perspectives of the 13 AMI contributors that participated in this project. The first voice you'll hear belongs to Amy Amanti, host of the podcast Roundup and Accessing Art with Amy, Alex Smythe, regular contributor on Now with Dave Brown, Sean Priest, co-host of Double Tap, and Mike Babcock, contributor on Kelly and Company, follow shortly after. On December the 3rd, we acknowledge and we celebrate the observance of the International Day of People with Disabilities. And that was proclamated in 1992 by the United Nations. This is a day that was uh, aimed to promote the understanding of disability issues, to mobilize support for our dignity, for our human rights, for our basic well-being, for uh, increasing awareness of what the benefits are to society when there is representation of the disability experience integrated into all aspects of life, right? Like, what does it look like when uh, people with disabilities are in the political landscape? What does it look like when we are involved in social things that happen in our communities? What does it look like when we are economically stable, when we are involved in um, uh, active employment and active educational opportunities and active in, in all cultural aspects of life? Like, what... What are the benefits to society? So it aims to increase the awareness of what has happened when these things um, have occurred over the years since 1992, obviously, and uh, the benefits that will continue to happen when we see this representation increase. Um, And, you know, people all over the world celebrate, as it is, International Day of People with Disabilities. It's a celebration and a recognition that disability doesn't discriminate or end itself on country lines, nationalities, race, creed, or gender. This is a shared experience throughout the world, and that is really what that day signifies for me. It's a recognition that we all experience this regardless of where we live, and we all need to work together to really create an environment globally that is accessible for all people. And so there's a lot of things that happen, certainly out of the UN headquarters based in New York City, where they do lots of panel discussions and lots of other cultural events that surround uh, this particular day. And, you know, different disability organizations around the world um, do a lot of, uh, you know, homegrown events and grassroots events and celebrations uh, as we are doing on AMI now. And I will say that the more I talk to folks in the community, about uh, International Day of People with Disabilities, the more I hear some mixed things about it. Well, firstly, I think it could do with a new name. I mean, that's a bit of a mouthful, right? But to be serious for a second, 
it does seem like it's become a little bit of a meme that every single day of the year has some cause attached to it or some theme. Hey, today is day of the pizza or day of the donut. And I think because of this, more serious causes or days such as this one can almost get left behind or diluted or hidden in the background of all the other days. But I don't think that should take away from actually the importance of having something like this. If I'm being honest, the International Day of Persons with Disabilities really doesn't mean much to me as an individual who's completely blind. I often think these type of days can be overhyped and aren't as popular as they'd like to think they are in some instances. I really struggle with finding value in the International Day of Persons with Disabilities, um, except for the fact that it at least builds awareness of where individuals who have disabilities struggle and or find themselves in society. Each year on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities, I wonder, does this day have any relevance to those people who have no known personal connection or professional responsibility related to disability. I think a lot of times these days are put together to help hype up what the disability community might need, but is it really people who don't have disabilities that are actually paying attention to days about disabilities? Are the social media posts, are the flag raisings and the news stories and the keynote speakers, do any of these things resonate at all or do any of these things really at all reach into the lives of those people without that personal connection? Does it reach into their lives at all and make any kind of meaningful impact? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but I think I do know the answer to that question. To be honest, the International Day for Persons with Disabilities doesn't mean a ton to me personally. I, I know professionally as a journalist, I've written some disability-themed pieces that came out around that time, and those are very meaningful, uh, and I really appreciate that. But I think just as a person, I'm just like, oh, like... People with disabilities are alive 365 days of the year. It's great to have one day that we recognize something, but what do we do the rest of the year that supports this kind of work, this kind of mission? And do we forget about this work, this mission, this message until this one day of the year when we celebrate and honor and try and bring awareness, right? What are we doing the rest of the year to maintain this momentum uh, and so sometimes I worry that we get lost, that this message gets lost a little bit um, until December 3rd when we celebrate and we share and we do all the things that we do because it's the day and then we lose the momentum on December 4th and we circle back until December 3rd against the, again the following years. I suppose I don't think about it so much because I see my life as an everyday thing, not just a day in the year. And I don't get particularly excited that society is going to change as a result of it. And maybe that's negative. It is negative, actually. It's very negative. That was Stephen Scott of Double Tap, with additions from Jenny Bovard of the Low Vision Moments podcast, as well as Megan Gilmore, 
regular contributor on Now with Dave Brown, with insights on why many people with disabilities have mixed feelings on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. One of the often cited positives of the IDPD is its ability to provide perspective on the progress that's been made and allows us to keep an optimistic view on the future of disability advocacy. Jenny Bovert expands, followed by Kelly McDonald and Ramya Amuthan of Kelly and Ramya. I see the International Day of Persons with Disabilities as a great catalyst for conversation and acknowledgement. Let's talk about the past and honor the people who have blazed trails and those who are still blazing trails for those of us with disabilities. Let's talk about where we are now in society and the various cultures around the world, the massive amount of work yet to be done, and about the future. Let's talk about all of its possibilities as well. I celebrate this day. I love this day. I share in this day with my friends. I participate in this day. And then I personally do my best to actively support the movement, the disability justice movement, the education in our spaces. Um, That's the work that I do in my own personal life. That's the work that I do as an educator in my career. as, a, as a, a disability consultant and strategist through my private business called Access in Practice. These are the things that I have been doing for the last 15 years as an artist in the disability space and an educator is to keep that momentum going, that education piece going, that advocacy going so that this one day of the year that we celebrate that is so important to our community, that is so important to build allyship is a day of recognition a recognition that we can say to the world, you know, we acknowledge this day and we acknowledge our community on this day. We acknowledge our allies and the work that's been done on this day. When we get to this day, I always think, where have we come from? And maybe that's my older person in me mm. who thinks of the times when we didn't have certain things, when you didn't seem to even have a right to say, hey, I can't do this with, well, do you have somebody that can help you? And that was the go-to answer. Mm-hmm. Our own security, our privacy didn't matter. I remember going for a passport once and they couldn't help me because, oh, no, sir, we can't do that. For, we can't tamper with your personal information. We can't do that for them. But 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 don't you have somebody that can help you? And it dawned on me, what if a person doesn't? Am I to go down to the street and say, hey, sir, and get some stranger? But that always seems to be the case. You can't help me because of security. But the first thing as a solution is, can you get somebody else to mm. violate your security and help you? Well, maybe you got a parent. Maybe you don't get along with your parents. Maybe you don't trust a sibling that doesn't need to know your business. I don't, I think in a world that we have today, people don't want to look at these things. Going back to the um, International Day of Persons with Disabilities, as we recognize this day every year on the 3rd of December, I think that consistency means progress and growth. At least we have something, right? Movement. Exactly. We have something that we can go to, some day of the year that we can plan towards, talk about, recognize. And because it's international, right? Like there's so many Mm -hmm. things that we recognize nationally or uh, provincially or, you know, wherever you are in your world. Um, 
where you go to, but because this is international, it really does unite. Now, obviously, celebrating. it is about it is. celebrating it is. where we are and how things have changed, what we don't have to put up and mm-hmm. look ahead to all of us holding hands to make something to look ahead to. Right. Like this mm-hmm. days particularly is something to look ahead to. But that's exactly what we're doing is we're acknowledging the work that we have done all year on this day. And I think that that's the important pieces. We're not saying that this is the day, you know, this is the day that we celebrate us. We are acknowledging all of the people and all of the work that has been done to this day throughout the year. Um, I, and I think that's the important distinction for me is that I want to make sure that that um, that those of us in the community that are doing this work and those of us that are joining this disability justice movement and trying to bring our our disability community to equity, right? We're trying to look for achieving equity. That those are the things that we continue to build upon in the work that we do, 364 days of the year, uh, and on the 365th day, December 3rd, that we honor and celebrate all of that work that has been done. As you said, the progress is slow. It will always feel slow because we have years, decades, centuries of history behind us that we have to come to terms with, um, you know, heal from, unite about. There are lots of examples where we say, hey, why can't our community be like that community? Or why can't we unite the way that the other haves. communities? Exactly. And have not, mm-hmm. and not necessarily intentional, but we look at that also in culture and we look at it also in disability and within different disability communities. How come some people have that network of people who support them? How come some people don't economically? The, the, how does that affect them um, versus somebody who may be born into a little more means, a little more support? That was Kelly McDonald and Ramya Amuthan of Kelly and Ramya with their thoughts on the progress and future of disability advocacy. Jenny Bovard shifts the focus to the all-too-important topic of proper representation. Representation. In media, in every single level of government, in sport, in every fathomable aspect of life, at every single turn— Representation, in my opinion, is one of the keys to tangibly improving the lives of those of us living with disabilities. With real, honest representation, I believe comes better understanding. And with understanding, I think there can be a more solid alliance between society and persons with disabilities. I have this personal pet peeve when I see press releases or whatever will come out and be like, oh, like we're helping increase employment for people with disabilities. And it's always or often like an entrepreneurship program or a remote work program. And I think those have value. But I'm like, if you really want to change how people view people with disabilities, you need them actually in the community working with other people, not just off in your off in somebody's house or apartment because a business didn't take the time to make their physical space accessible. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, things like that, that actually have people um, interacting <laughs> with the world would go a long way. I mean, we've always had opinions. We've always been wanting to be part of the conversation in our own ways. Some of us are have more difficult time with it than others, but we've been advocating, right? There's so many examples of advocacy out there, personal and uh, professional and everything in between. But we have to have the seat at the table. And that's what we've been fighting for, a seat at the table around these discussions, around what's important to us, and just to like constantly, you know, 
chip away at the the stigmas around, well, do we really need to hear from people with disabilities? Do we really need to make things accessible for them? Do we really need to think about these stop gaps, um, you know, perceptually? Yeah, we do. And that's why it's a constant battle, right? For sure. Absolutely. Representation and understanding are not just nice to have. They lead to tangible equity and tangible inclusion and to a place where legislation at all levels, again, is collaborative and comes with accountability. Because when people with disabilities are included in the conversation and in the decision making, the application to run in an election is available in accessible formats. True story, people. It happened. The employer who doesn't follow the duty to accommodate is held accountable. The polling station is on a bus route, and it's all without an exhausting advocacy campaign or charitable organization stepping in. That's what happens I think when there's real honest representation with this, we, the people with disabilities, have the courage, the audacity in some cases when it comes to being involved in government, in my opinion, we have the power to create this change ourselves. We can't have change prescribed to us. But I think back to when I was 16 years old. And I remember being told when I was 16 that I couldn't do this job. In fact, I wasn't told that I couldn't do it. I was told this would never happen. The idea of someone like me being blind and from a very poor part of Scotland would never, ever get a job on the radio. Don't be ridiculous. You're blind. How can you do that? My blindness was seen as a negative. It was seen as a, an incapability. It was seen as a barrier to any kind of success. Well, I proved them wrong, right? I, I think that I've proven that because here I am talking to you today. Of course I proved them wrong because I was going to fight on. And some people wouldn't have fought on. And that's the problem, right? Some people would have just said, okay, I can't do that. I'll go and do something else. I'll weave a basket or I'll tune a piano. And there's nothing wrong with doing either of those things. But that's not what we should be seeing as the ceiling height for disabled or blind people. I zoom forward to the age of 41, so last year, 2022, and I'm sitting in a taxi and the taxi driver turns to me as we get to a traffic light. We've been, we've been talking about politics, in particular Brexit, actually. And he turned to me at the set of traffic lights and he said, you sound educated. Did you go to school? And I was stunned into silence, and I'm not easily silenced as you can probably tell. But I was absolutely stunned into silence. Here's somebody who just sees blindness as a barrier to anything, as a barrier to education, the fundamental building block of our lives. So I'm a journalist, and I don't want to throw all my other journalist colleagues under the bus here. But when I read a headline that amounts to Disabled people are facing a barrier. Exclamation point. I'm like, yeah, like, I knew that. That's not, like, I'm glad you're shedding awareness to this, but why are you acting as if this is some shocking truth? It's reality. Maybe you should, I don't know, like, not be so surprised and actually consider that there are some people who 
their base assumption when they're interacting with service providers or airlines or whatever is that they're going to be facing barriers. Uh, and I think when we always talk about it in these sensationalistic ways sometimes, um, it's almost like it's seen as an oddity when... Um, so I started doing a lot more work on this area during COVID, and I would I would ask people at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, what has changed for you since this since the pandemic, since lockdowns, since we're all stuck at home? And the number one answer I got was nothing has changed in my life. That people felt that isolated and that um, unseen or uncared for by government and social systems long before. There was a global pandemic that forced us all into our homes for months. Uh, so I think the media industry, I just think we need to do a better job of reporting on disability as a fact of life and as a, as a regular thing and not just wait until some random UN international day in the last month of the year when it's cold outside. To be like, oh my gosh, there's people with disabilities. We should do a story. As a society, I just think educating yourself on what a disability is and the variety of disabilities that there is out there and just trying to be a more accepting person um, so that you can do your part in society. I think a lot of people think that they are inclusive um, and I think a lot of people think that they understand people with disabilities um, but just as an example, um, me being blind, when I talk to you and you say, oh yeah, I completely understand, I wear glasses, that's not the same thing. <laughs> um, of course, there are legally blind people who wear glasses, but uh, the majority of people who say to me, oh yeah, like, if I don't wear my glasses, I can't see anything, that's not the same thing. Now, those examples are not unusual. I wouldn't even say they're extreme. But they're just two examples in a 25-year lifespan of many hundreds of experiences that are similar to that. And it does show to me that society hasn't really cottoned on to the idea that disabled people are people or that we are capable people. And I think we as disabled people should start to claw back some of that narrative. Claw back the idea that we are people and we are capable people. Disability does not mean incapability. And we have to start telling our stories. And we have to start maybe telling them better than we have been. It maybe is on us a little bit here. But let's think about what this day is all about. If this day is about talking about the challenges and the difficulties that we face, and then we talk about society's role in that and society's responsibility for that, does that not make us sound like victims? Does that not make us out to be incapable again, but this time of even pushing forward in our own lives, on our own? Shouldn't we be talking about what we can do rather than what we can't do? Without a doubt, I have found the best community in my disabled friends and peers. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what your disability is. We all have a connection that only we understand. And yeah, sometimes it absolutely sucks to understand that. But at other times, it's a really magical thing, in my opinion. I lost my sight when I was, you know, 15, 16. 
and that's a very like challenging age in life but through my you know fellow blind people I was really lifted up and motivated through such a hard time and uh, since I've become a guide dog user um, the same applies like there's such a niche community that it's hard to be a part of sometimes but I actually wouldn't change it for the world. That was Bethany Deer, regular contributor on Kelly and Ramya, with an important reminder of the power of community, something we should never forget. Megan Gilmore speaks on the need for the recognition of the inherent dignity of persons with disabilities. I actually think the first step is a more philosophical one. I think we need to recognize the inherent dignity of every person, regardless of their disabilities. And I know that sounds really basic, but I think a lot of the practices that are discriminatory or that don't give people with disabilities the same opportunities, when you really drill down, uh, there there's an assumption that life with disability, a disabled life is not as good and is not as valuable, or that if you acquire a disability, you are somehow less valuable than those who don't have them. So I would say the first thing that we need to change is actually how we value human beings and why we value people. And the other thing I'll say on it, Rum, before I'll let you weigh in with some of your thoughts, Mm. is simply, you know, we're individuals. What you can do, I may not be as good at, whether it's that computer. I may not be able to access a website that you might, no problem, Cal. There's an individuality that we all have. And when it comes to accessibility, also has to be remembered. We right. can't say anymore, well, Ramya is able to do that. How come you can't? Or I had a passenger, sir, that could get off the airplane without having this issue. Or how come your wheelchair is so big when Brock Richardson's isn't as big? Mm. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And, you know, you point out a lot of incredibly important things, Kels, especially around the where do we um, unite? So when you say we're all very individual people and have individual circumstances, unique circumstances, the spectrum of disability is so vast. And I'm sure so many people can weigh in on this and agree with it because even just in the blind, low vision, partially sighted, vision loss, visually impaired, vision impaired community, we're thinking of our own experiences as unique. Although we all fall under this community, we have Very unique circumstances. And as you pointed out, some of these nuances are simply just like living situation. You know, how many of us live alone versus with somebody, with a partner, our relationship dynamics, etc. And so when you go um, somewhere or experience something where you feel discriminated, discriminated against, that comes from like deeply rooted ableism, internalized ableism and otherwise, but just... Culturally, as people with disabilities, we've had it so bad for so long. So Throughout my life, I think most of the problems that I've had because of my disability aren't actually directly related to not being able to see. It's more the anxiety, the tension that I have 
because of my social interactions. You just never know how people are going to react with you. And I know this sounds strange, but honestly, I've had people just totally blank me, totally ignore me. I know there's someone there. I've heard them speaking previously. Uh, They will not answer me if I ask them a question or just totally ignore me. And that's not because they're horrible people or nasty people. Most of the time, it's simply because they don't know how to interact with someone with disabilities. They just don't know how to handle it. You have people talking to you like you're less intelligent than anyone else because of your disability. And all of this comes down to that they simply have no experience of a disability or people with disabilities. You know, people that are blind or deaf or in a wheelchair or whatever it may be are seen as almost outside of the mainstream, outside of the norm of society. It's it's like we're not people. It's the old cliche of we're disability first rather than people first. And as I said, for me, that is the part of having a disability that's caused me the most anxiety, the most issues, rather than the disability itself. You were just listening to Sean Priest of Double Tap. The built environment, in other words, all the buildings, sidewalks, and public transit we utilize on a daily basis need to be accessible to all persons with disabilities if we want a truly inclusive society. Dave Brown, host of Now with Dave Brown, explains. Hi, Dave Brown here. There are so many things that society can do to improve the lives of people with disabilities. The first being... Understand that people with disabilities are not some single entity. My disability, your disability, and somebody else's disability are not the same. My experience, your experience, and somebody else's lived experience are not the same. So be precise and specific in how you want to address accessibility issues. For example, you want to improve public transit. You want to make public transit more accessible. Okay, great. Make sure your buses have ramps. Make sure your buses have accessible seating. Make sure your buses have audible stop announcements. Make sure the buses have good speaker systems and proper volumes so people can actually hear the announcements. Make sure your buses have clear visual displays of stop announcements for people who are hard of hearing. By the way... That's just the buses. When you get to the subway station, there better be an elevator. There better be clear guidance to the platforms. You get what I'm putting down. You want to improve the lives of people with disabilities? Consider all disabilities. I think as a society, what we need to do is be more inclusive. Don't just dedicate a day or a period of time for helping individuals with disabilities, but get out there and ask questions of those who are encountering issues every day related to their disability. And ask questions from others about how can we provide a better experience for people who might be disabled and having to navigate life and society with this disability and the challenges that they may face with it. Disability doesn't just mean, you know, having a wheelchair ramp um, accessible to people in wheelchairs. Obviously, that's super important, but there's a lot of other things that you can do 
to make disabled people's lives easier. If we look at Europe and cities in Asia, there is a true trend to make cities, living centers, the downtown core, a very walkable, a very pedestrian and, and person resident focused area. We don't necessarily have that in North America and we certainly don't really have that in Canada. I feel if we invested more in creating these pedestrian only spaces, these car free zones, so to speak, you would allow people to really connect within their own cities, be rest, less reliant on the idea of transportation and personal transportation is the only way to really connect with the world around you because that's not the case. And for a vast majority of people who live with disabilities, you are not able to drive or navigate long distances independently. So that is something very simple that we could use as a model to really improve this experience within the cities. And then on top of that, once you have those spaces, it allows for a greater connection. It allows for meeting points where people can connect out in public and just feel a part of that city. Oh yeah, how about this? Actually invest in consistently good public transportation that is usable, good trains and buses that show up on time, good trains and buses that show up regularly. The other thing that society can do to meaningfully improve the lives of people with disabilities Consider the needs of people with disabilities when solving broader social and economic issues. Canada is going through a housing crisis. It's an affordability crisis, for sure. When levels of government invest billions of dollars of tax money into building new homes, they better make sure those homes are built with universal design concepts, barrier-free entries, space to navigate, customizable or adaptive features in places like the kitchen or the bathroom. The affordable housing crisis needs to be solved. So does the accessible housing crisis. To build on top of that point, what I would also love to see done, and this is something that we see in bits and parts where Okay, universal design, accessibility, they're brought into account when it comes to things like federally regulated buildings. But what about private homes? What about private businesses? Make every single new development, every single new build accessible. Make it follow universal design. Make it a part of building codes, regardless of what the building's purpose is for. Because you start to bring those ideas now you build a more accessible world step by step because the building never stops the building never ends so if you take that step and you force society to choose whenever you build a building to consider things like universal design and accessibility before you kind of pass 10 15 20 years you're going to start to see tons of buildings and new developments starting to feel more accessible, starting to feel more welcoming. And then over time, those numbers will grow and the spaces will be transformed and you won't even really notice it after a point. And that's really what the key is of universal design. It's not to be noticed as being accessible or welcoming or uh, open for everyone. It's just set to be there that there's an ease of movement, transportation, navigation. Tell you what. 
you fix housing, you fix public transit, and you create more employment opportunities for people with disabilities, you'll have gone a long way to fix poverty for people with disabilities. That's what society can do to meaningfully change the lives of people with disabilities. That was Dave Brown, underlining the value of accessibly built shared spaces. Before we wrap up, here are a few final thoughts from Sean Priest, Stephen Scott, and Amy Amanti. So days like this, where maybe it's not aimed directly at us with the disability, but rather society in general, about getting it out there that there is a person behind the disability. We are here we are not other people. We're not the others. We are simply people. And I think that's why it is important. How many people will take notice of one day in the year? And, you know, is it going to change the world? Of course not. I don't know. But it's a step. It's a tiny step in getting people to recognise that a disability isn't all we are. And that can only be a good thing. Although it may not change the world... I think it could make a difference. I think this is a great day for us as disabled people to actually reflect. And that's something I'm going to do today. I'm going to reflect on what disability means to me and what it has, in some cases, led me to be able to do that perhaps I wouldn't have done if I were not blind. And then also to talk about what I have achieved as a result of it. And if we share that story then perhaps we can drive down this narrative that disability equals incapability. And maybe that is a better story to tell. So that's what I will be doing this December 3rd as we celebrate International Day of People with Disabilities is to uh, celebrate my community, celebrate the allies that have joined in this work um, and to uh, and to recognise the good work that is that is being done and to help to... Bring along those in the disability community who are uh, who are coming up in this work because it takes a it takes a community of us to do this. And uh, there were people that mentored me to do this work, and I am mentoring people who are in the generation newer generation than I am to mentor this work because this work has no finish line. We will continue this work for a lifetime, and that's what it takes to do this work. So. Um, as a group of equity-seeking people, that's what I encourage us all to do, is to take meaningful, purposeful steps forward. That was Amy Amanti with her concluding thoughts on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. This wraps up AMI Audio's coverage of the 2023 International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Special thanks to all the AMI contributors for giving us their precious time for this project. Andy Frank is the manager of AMI-audio, and I'm your technical producer and host, Jacob Szymanski. Thanks for listening.